Hello, hello again. We had technical hello, difficulties. Again. <laughs> we are back. Yes. Okay, back with just the two of us mm-hmm. for episode twenty-seven. Yes, I am very excited for this episode. Um, and we're talking about Shang Chi. Um, we should also go over how to pronounce their names correctly. I'll pull up the list, but um, yeah. It's yeah. I'm very excited. We're kind of late because Shang Chi, Shang Chi, but we're kind of late to the game because we've just had so many episodes pre-planned. So I'm glad we can finally sit down and talk about this movie. I really want to watch it again. I've only seen it once. Ooh, yeah. Wait until it goes on Disney Plus. I know Black Widow just got put on Disney Plus. I think. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But nice. Oh, what if too? What if just ended I know, yesterday? I watched it. I was like, ah. "What is happening?" This I need to talk to someone about this. It was pretty cool, though. It was cool, but also like, I don't know. I just wish like there was more T'Challa because they didn't focus much on him. Oh. It was a lot on Captain Carter, which I mean, she's cool, yeah. but I don't know. She's very generic, like superhero. But anyways. How have you been doing? This is also one of the rare episodes that we're going to release, like, on time to, <laughs> like, yeah. where we are in life. It's funny because the last episode, like, our updates was from two weeks ago. I know. I know. <laughs> it was so long ago. Uh, yeah. Okay, anyways. I've been okay. Um, I've been a little stressed with, like, work and... Well, like, there's some, like, personal health issue recently. And, oh, my gosh, I have, like, ant problem in my in my apartment, too. Like, it's not too bad. Yeah. But just, like, randomly, I just... Like, it's mainly in the bathroom. But just before we record, I saw one like, next to... Like, there's a little... Uh, how do you call it? Uh, what is it? Oh, like a bedside table? Yeah, a bedside table. And I saw one ant. Did you kill it? There, and then I freaked out. Yeah, I had to kill Bruh. it. I'm sorry. I don't know what's up with these but like, ants. I'm, I, I know. I know. I hate ants. Like, it just makes me feel, like, itchy, like, out of nowhere. I'm just like, oh, like, why am I itchy? Like, is there ants on me? But, yeah. Scott so, Lang. Like, that was a little stressful, too. Yeah. It's Scott Lang and Anthony. They're coming to visit you. Stalling. Like like Ant Man, oh <laughs> oh Ant Man, oh my god! Yeah, right, cause they're in San Francisco too. Oh true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, so but on the good side, um, I well did I tell you that I got my bike? Yeah, in the last episode, I, I don't remember. Think so? Like two episodes ago, that we recorded last oh. week. Oh. <laughs> lol okay i really just my memory but like yeah i got a bike and i've been like doing more cardio i've been like riding the bike every every day um and i found like like kind of like workout videos to follow like hit bike workout oh yeah the home um, bike and they're really fun yeah the wow. home bike yeah the home bike um yeah and then those are really fun that's cool i'm glad it finally got there like, my dad wants to get a bike to put at home because I think 
he wants my mom to exercise more. But I'm like, and then on the phone, he was like, should we get a bike? Because I feel like he's always like, if you want it, your mom, like, if you say yes, I'll get it. And then your mom will use it. But I'm like, I'm not home most, like, I'm not in Hong Kong most of the time. And like, if you're not going to use it, don't get it. Because my mom is not going to use it. Um, It was just funny. Yes. But yeah. Wow, cardio. You don't usually do cardio. I don't do that much. So now that I'm doing, I'm like trying to train my lung again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Enough about me. What about you? How have you been? I've been okay. I was very like anxious going back to Hong Kong this time around, but therapy really helped. And I feel very much more confident about like going into it and dealing with what I deal with going back every single time I'll probably we can dig deep more into like how I feel when I'm actually there um it's just weird a weird feeling to go back home to where you grew up even though I'm like super excited to see friends and family but everything's like happening like I got my COVID test today um I have like everything ready just not packed but like I have everything here so yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't want to go. But also, like, I want to go. Know. It's just very, like, always pulls you both ways. Like, you both places are home. But it's also, like, I feel like I'm very established here. Like, I'm very me here versus when I'm home. I'm more, like, a child. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just preparing for that. I feel that. <laughs> That's kind of it. I watch Squid Game. <laughs> Ooh, don't we all watch Squid Game? It's funny because, like, I don't know. I think I can say this. What um, our friend Laurel, like, she said, one of her clients watched Squid Game and was talking about it to her in one of her sessions because she's like training to be a therapist. So she asked me what Squid Game was. So I tried to summarize the the show for her, and I was like, if she brings up any specific character she wants, they don't like she wants to know about i'm like i'm here to explain it because i only explained like gihoon's character to her um it's funny because like you can tell a lot from what people watch and like how they feel about characters and shows so i was like i am here to provide you with that information <laughs> um wow that's so funny i know but <laughs> i know you watch it too like it's everywhere it's everywhere it's all over the internet it is did you like it it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not going to watch this before bed. It's honestly very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly very creepy. But also very, like, if you read deeper into it, I just find it so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the part. Okay, spoiler oh, yeah, alert. Spoiler alert. Especially the part. Especially the part where after they play the first game, they get the they got the choice to leave, and everyone actually left. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them come back, came back. Like over half. And that for me, I think, yeah, like that to me, I think it was a very intentional and smart decision that, I guess, the director or the screenwriter. Uh, made yeah and i really appreciated that part like it makes you think more and i think like there are just also a lot of like very deep like life lessons like 
like the old man at the end who was saying like, oh, like, what do you think a person with a lot of money has in common with a person with no money? Mm-hmm. Like, life is no fun for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. And I also thought a lot about like, you know, like capitalism and Western powers. I thought it was very interesting how they casted a lot of Americans mm-hmm. for the VIPs. Like, for the longest time, I didn't really understand why like i have some theories but they're they don't really like add up so well i think you should tell the audience your theories about why about why the, it was all white people i don't know yeah. what i told you <laughs> but oh you were like uh, like it just shows like the power that western power in capitalism like western society has a lot of power over like a lot of Asian countries too, like in terms of capitalism, mm. because they kind of set the tone for a lot of things in terms of like trends and like buying things. Mm. And like, I don't think there's a, like every country is capitalistic, I feel like, but not like the US. Like the US is something else. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. when you were talking about like how they had a choice to go back in, it just like so wild to me that people would rather die mm. than go back in reality because reality is worse and then i actually realized that they made the old man old man was number one so he was the last to choose so it was symbolic that he was the one who voted no which like made everyone leave because he wanted to give everyone a chance to make that decision for himself so at the end he couldn't feel guilty about that because they willingly wanted to play even after knowing that they would die and i was like I thought he was sus mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Like, the old man was so sus. He was just too willing to play. I don't know. I was like, he yeah. must have something to do with it. But it's... Oh, really? Because I was like, oh, yeah, he has a brain tumor. So probably why he's just like, no, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they definitely will... Well, I was very naive about that. <laughs> I was definitely like, they will keep the old man safe. So Gihun will like Gihun is safe with him. Like their team will be fine. I was wrong because Ali died, and I was so sad. He, I think he's like my favorite character. I know, I know, I know. <sighs> and also like the the business school guy from the same town as Gihun. Like he's kind of annoying, but also he was playing the game. You know, like I don't like him because he like is very. I don't know. Like, I feel like... If, Set on what yeah, he wants. and, like, sacrificing other people to do it. But I feel like, at, like, devil's advocate, like, he was also just playing the game. Like, the game technically doesn't yeah, specify... like, everyone else is also doing it. Yeah, it technically doesn't specify how you must play the game. As long as you... Like, there's no rules to break, I feel like. You just can't be violent, right? And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's technically no... I don't know. It's it's yeah. a really good show, but I'm scared to watch it again because, like, every time I watch it, I get creeped out. And I'm like, I don't want to dream about the electronic, the, the doll. The doll is creepy. Oh, my God. So maybe yeah. I won't be watching it. I again. think um, after, after watching the show, it was a few days after I finished the show, though. I just have a very, I had a very, very creepy dream where, like, there's a person who is very close. Well, okay, fine. 
like like my mom was stabbing people in my dream and then i was like oh my god bruh i know i was like i'm no i was so traumatized i didn't watch well actually i try not watching it at night because i know if i watch it before bed it's gonna like be more like fresh in my mind but i couldn't uh, I, I wanted to finish yeah. it so bad so i watched yeah. it at night it's just so good it is very good mm-hmm. yeah but if you don't like like gore or like anything like that don't watch it but it does make you think about a lot yeah theories mm-hmm. are everywhere on tiktok so anyways <laughs> mm, yeah wow that already took like six minutes <laughs> it's okay we were expecting we have a lot for today yeah okay so shang chi i know a lot of people have been pronouncing shang chi but the T means air, and it's technically pronounced Q-I, so it's T, not Qi. Qi. But close enough, I guess. Qi. Close enough. Shang-Qi. Shang-Qi. Well, I guess it's because of the English trans- like English word, word translation. I that, wonder why they didn't yeah. translate it to- Shang-Qi. I wonder why they didn't translate it to Q-I instead of C-H-I. Like, not a lot of people are used to, like, the- Pronunciation. I guess- the pronunciation, like the uh, Mandarin pronunciation, but in, in like English, right? Yeah. I think you have to learn Mandarin to kind of know like Q is t- 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 mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the comic Shang-Chi was C-H-I. That's probably why they um, just mm, use that. Probably that too, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. wow. But anyways. It was so good. <laughs> Shang-Chi. It was so good. Yeah, so obviously this movie was released like or the it was said to be released. It was announced. That's that's the word. It was announced like two years ago. Did you remember yeah. any feelings when it released? It it's the first like Asian-led superhero superhero Marvel movie, you know, and very yeah. mainstream. Like the first like mainstream Hollywood superhero movie. Um, I think I was really excited um, when I first heard about it. But at the same time, I also know that, oh, it's going to be a kung fu movie. And a part of me just feel like, oh, it's Chinese, so it's kung fu. Can we, like, can like can we do outside anything outside of kung fu? Yeah. Like, a part of me was having that feeling, you know? Like, can we just be, I don't know, like any other other like superhero mm-hmm. but not like be not so like restricted boxed. by what yeah always just box like we're we you know we're very good at martial arts we're very good at kung fu and stuff but other than that like i i was really excited to see the first asian hero in marvel yeah i felt like very excited for it because obviously representation but also like when i saw the cast i was like oh my gosh the same like asian american actors again um that are reused every single time yeah aquafina you know like, her character was like, like written I for love her. her yeah and that's wild to me because yeah. like they based the cast around having her in the movie which i understand she has a lot of like presence in hollywood as like, the comedian Asian-American actress, but also, like, there's just so many people, like, that's why I really liked how they yeah. cast Meng er, Zhang Meng er as Xia Ling because, like, mm. she's 
from Asia. And, like, there, we need more actors and actresses like that who, you know, there's a lot. There's a wide pool of yeah people yeah but yeah michelle yo and aquafina is in every single like asian dominated yeah, movie but yeah yeah i was super excited yeah i'm really excited too. i was really excited too yeah but i think like also prior to like the release mm-hmm. of the movie like i was also talking about how like i was a little worried that it's gonna be like mulan because we had Mulan earlier this year and it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And I know that it's going to be a kung fu superhero movie again. So I was just thinking, oh, is it going to be like Mulan again? I really hope that they can do a good job. Mm-hmm. But I think that like around two weeks before the movie was released in the theater, um, there are a lot of like, content on tiktok talking about how similar is the only person who's promoting the oh my movie. gosh yeah and a lot of people yeah and then that get me like even more oh my gosh like i need to go support this movie and i think after its premiere um in la with all the celebrities and stuff mm-hmm. like everyone was Every- yeah about it. yeah i love seeing all the asian content creators and like the asian influencers go like wong fu like all that whole crew <gasps> and then like so i saw it on my feed like constantly because it was all these people i followed yeah um but i remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say that like in like first after watching the movie like it's super super cool to see representation and to see the style of like fighting like recognized Mm. in Hollywood but at the same time I was like part of me was like oh I grew up watching you know like these kinds of martial arts Mm -hmm. films constantly because my dad always had them playing at home anyways like like Ip Man Yip Man and like other kung fu fighting movies like we just always watch it so like after the movie I wanted to appreciate like I wanted to be more like whoa you know and like be like like super excited about it but also part of me was like uh I guess like I watched a lot like it's not like a new thing to me so I think that's why I was like it was still very good but I was less like in awe about the fighting if that makes sense but like the choreography was really good though like it was it's more new it's more new than the films that we used to watch like when I was growing up, yeah. at least. And I thought the the art direction was also really good. The scenes, yeah, are very very beautiful. Yeah, and I really liked it because I felt like it was a really good represent representation of me. My friend asked me, she was like, "Did you like the movie?" And I was like, "Cause she didn't really like it. Like she's in Hong Kong. Like she's from Hong Kong." And I was like, "The only reason I really resonate with the movie is because." Like, Shang-Chi, he's also someone who moved to the U.S. from an Asian country. Like, I don't know how old he was. Maybe eight or whatever. Eight or nine, he, like, went to the U.S. So I was like, I feel like I am seeing my experience on screen. And it was pretty accurate. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that, like, he still spoke fluently in his language. Like, and that was really cool to see. He spoke really good Mandarin. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really, really resonate and relate to it because I feel like I'm watching my my own like kind of journey on the big screen. 
And it was so cool to see or have so much Mandarin, like, dialogue in the movie, too. Mm. I was like, wow, I can read this without translations. And it was cool because some of the – Oh, I know. Some of the translations were – you know how, like, sometimes they have kind of off translations? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, analyzing that. Yeah, they do. (laughs) It was just funny. But it was really cool to just – it feels nice. It's, like, a warm, fuzzy feeling of, like, wow, I know this. Like, this is representing me. Yeah, yeah, like the feeling of familiarity. It's like when I first watched um, Crazy Rich Asian and hearing them speak Cantonese, Cantonese on screen. When they're doing the mahjong scene, I remember. And at the and wedding. Like, oh my god. At the wedding, yeah. they were speaking Cantonese, um, like Cantonese in the background. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I know. This feels so homey. Oh my gosh, but one thing. That I was like, oh, about the movie. <laughs> it's just a, such a minor detail. Was when they went to Macau and they didn't speak Cantonese and they spoke oh. Mandarin. And I was like, Mandarin. I mean, I guess people speak Mandarin in Macau, but mostly it is Cantonese. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how accurate this, like, the backdrop was too. You know, I think the casinos like, were accurate. Like that, all of that was pretty accurate, but the streets were not outside. Yeah, the yeah. streets are not that accurate. But but oh, they did their best. Uh, yeah, I guess it was also difficult to travel. You know, during the pandemic. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't have mm-hmm. gone there just to film that. But did you have any yeah. criticisms about the movie other than the <laughs> Cantonese and Macau? Um, I think, like, there's, like, I'm very contradicted. Like, on one hand, I do love the art direction a lot. Like, I think the scenes are very, very beautiful. But then a part of me was also just like, why do you have to, like, portray Chinese culture as such, like, an, an old culture, you know, like, I know, like, uh, okay, like, I also appreciate that, you know, like, Chinese culture, we do have a very long history. But I just feel like there are a lot of, like, mystical things inside. And I just have this feeling that we don't get enough of modern China representation. And... Mm like the mystical feeling and the very old China feeling is an aesthetic that appeals to Americans or people who don't really know much about mm-hmm. about um Chinese culture. So that was the part that I was like, yeah, it's like really cool. But then at the same time, how much does it do for media representation of Asia? I think that's the only criticism I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. Like, it's very Asian American and very geared towards the American audience. And which is also why, like, maybe that's probably why my friend doesn't like it because it's very, like, stereotypical. Yeah. Like, that's not how China is today. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Damn. I, I just hope that, like, I think this is a good first step, but I just feel like Hollywood needs to do better in portraying like a more accurate modern image of China. 
Mm-hmm. Even, like, when they portray, like, Asian countries in other Marvel movies, like, in Doctor Strange, they had Hong Kong in it. Yeah. It was still very old. It was pretty old. Yeah, it was old, but, like, with all the neon lights. You know, always the neon lights. <laughs> you know what's a good portrayal of Hong Kong in a movie? Is I recently watched Godzilla Oh, my God. <laughs> and they fight in Hong Kong. But... But it was pretty realistic, yeah. like, because they were fighting in, like, Central, mm. like, you know, like, the by the waterfront, like, with all the buildings. And I was like, this is more accurate yeah. than Marvel movies, yeah. like, paint out Hong Kong to be. I guess it's also because, well, it's, it's a Japanese franchise, right? Godzilla? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. And then... Godzilla is Japanese, Yeah. yeah. And, like, another one is Pacific Rim. Like, a very similar one. Pacific Rim. Uh, it's oh, also, like, a, a Japanese franchise where, like, big, big robots are fighting. In Hong Kong. It's kind of like Godzilla, and they just destroyed Hong Kong. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, all the buildings are destroyed. Is that accurate, though? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Damn, Marvel gotta do better. <laughs> like, do better on your research. Or, like, I honestly doubt that, like, People like they have so many Hong Kong people in the in the crew. I doubt no one brought up. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you need to do better. But they let to. I, I think the <laughs> actors were honestly just there. Like the actors probably don't have much say yeah. over it. I think Hollywood need to listen, listen more. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, all in all, it was so good mm-hmm. though. Still, like, I still really liked it. It's like up there in my Marvel ranking Mm -hmm. it's up there with black panther for me it's so good it's so good yeah but yeah and i think another thing that is very significant to us both is because there's so many actors and i didn't even realize i didn't even realize there were so many of them and i didn't realize how big of a role like they would play in the movie yeah which was cool so good for them in that sense of like diversifying their cast Mm-hmm. to international actors yeah but the icon the <laughs> i don't want to say dad oh my gosh that's the <laughs> word the i have in my head <laughs> um, the oh, daddy the everyone oh my gosh <laughs> oh, yes oh my gosh tony he, Wang. he is good looking though white. he is um handsome he's 60 summer yeah, I mean, my mo- my mom really likes him to be honest. Yeah, so Tony Leung, he played Won Woo, the dad, the Mandarin. Did you like his character? Like, what did you think about his whole villain story? I think like Tony Leung in general, he's just a very good actor, and. Yeah, he's so good. And I also, I think Marvel in general, they do a really good job in portraying antagonists. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of their, the villains are not very, like, uh, they're not 100% just bad people. They do a yeah. very good job in telling their backstory. So you build more empathy for the character. And I think Tony Learn does a really good job of, like, yes, like, he's a villain, but then you can see the love and, yeah, the love he has for his wife through his acting, like, 
just yeah. his eyes too. It's just it was such a such a like he's he is a soft boy on the inside. He really you is. Know? He's like hard exterior, <laughs> soft like internal. You know, soft internally, and I think that's very accurate to a lot of Asian fathers. <laughs> like, and I yeah. feel like he was a lot of tough love. Like he was very hard on his children. Not saying that he. You know, he shouldn't he shouldn't have been that way to his children, but he was very tough love on Shang-Chi, like growing up and training him and stuff. And I was like, damn, that's very real. Like, that's very yeah. Asian parent like stereotype, but it's true. Like a lot of Asian parents are very tough on their children, especially immigrants. Mm-hmm. But I really liked his character. He was like a huge highlight. Of the movie. And it's so weird because like. Fala Chen. Tan Fala played his wife in the movie. Which is weird because. he She is like so much younger than him. But also like. Yeah. When we were growing up and watching. Them in Hong Kong world. Hong Kong film world. Tan Fala was just starting out. When Tony Leung was like in blockbuster movies. Already yeah. So I'm like wondering how she feels like. Acting next to him. I don't think they worked oh. together before. But I was like, oh my gosh, this dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird to me too because oh, she's a lot younger than Tommy Wang. Mm-hmm. But I still think like Fala Chen, she did a very good job of like act, just like acting the age that she's supposed to be. Like I did not expect that from her because yeah, because the roles we see her play are very young. Yeah, like the because I I love her role in Chong Chao and Siu. Yes. Shrine in the sky. Yes. In the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, like in in that show, like her role is super like youthful, energetic, just like a very irresponsible teenage girl. You know, that's the image I have of her in my head. Mm-hmm. She always played, like, the daughter, like, the younger characters yeah. in a lot of, like, shows that yeah. she starred in. That's true. This is the first time we see her in a, like, motherly role. And she is a mother. Like, yeah. she's a new mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she channeled some of that. Um, <laughs> but what do you think of when you think of Tony Long? Like, I know you said your mom really likes him. Yeah. I think my first, like, memory with Tony Leung is probably internal affairs. Mo Gando. I've never seen... I think I, s- yeah. I watched the second oh, one, but I've never seen the first one. I've never seen the first one. I don't really remember, to be honest. Like, but he he's um, one of the actors in internal affairs. I don't, like, I watched it when I was really, really young, so I don't really remember he looks so different what happened <laughs> but like except the fact that like there, like there are a lot of spies and the police and there are a lot of lying and like stuff like that just a lot of drama with that but um and a more recent like to me it was a more recent like memories of him because i took a cinema class um and we watched in the mood for love oh and, well like yeah, in the mood for love, it's really good, and I think that is the film that Tommy Learn was the most like known for in Western countries. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think I watched much of him until like I was older. Like I watched Mogando Yi, I think, with my mom last <laughs> when I was in mm-hmm. Hong Kong. Because it was on Netflix. It was on Hong Kong Netflix. Um and it I like we watched it during Chinese New Year's season. We just binged all these like Cantonese movies. Um but Ooh. I know it was so fun. But um I don't have much association with him. I just know that he's one of the most popular actors in Hong Kong, like on the level mm-hmm. of like untouchable level, like like like, like I feel Steven like Chow Chow Yun Fat, like Lao Dawa, like all those. Like Lao I feel Dawa, like yeah. he's up there with them. Um, and I feel like Definitely, yeah. again comparing, like I don't want to, like I just keep comparing him with Tan Fat Lai, but like I feel like Tan Fat Lai tier actors are more like mid tier, like just starting out. TV. Yeah, but he was yeah. like cinema like the golden golden boy so that's what i associate with him but he has been in hong kong like film and television for so many years probably like our parents grew up watching him like he probably start started when our parents were starting to watch yeah that's that's all i remember from him and Mm -hmm. his wife i guess Mm. I stalked his wife on Instagram, but she doesn't post much about him. <laughs> you stalked his wife? <laughs> yeah, I stalked his wife. Also, he has two... Tony Lang has two Instagram accounts. I don't know which one is actually him. He has one Tony Lang TY and one Tony Lang official. So I don't know which one is him. But he probably doesn't even probably manage it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem very um, Instagram savvy. <laughs> He's old. Yeah. But okay, so Tan Fat Lai, the mom, or Tan Fat Lai played the mom, Fa La Chen. I don't remember her character name. Do you remember her character I don't name? Remember either? No. Okay, the mom. What do you think? I really liked her. Like she was a very. I just feel like there wasn't that much development of the mom i mean i guess like it wasn't really focused on the mom you know like she was just a supporting role but i really liked her i liked her fighting style like that was really cool yeah she was fighting the dad i liked how contrasting they were um and i think her fighting style and like michelle leo's fighting style isn't that tai chi like they're using tai get probably i might be wrong it's very like soft you know it's very soft and like they kind of just they use it's kind of like Wing Chun where they use the strength mm-hmm. of the other person and then kind of turn it into their own strength you know like it's yeah, all about the, balance and like makes you feel very calm and stuff and I was so reminded of like a lot of martial arts films in Hong Kong where like you know how smooth they were when they would like fly up in the air and like yeah. it's just so smooth. I feel like a lot of Hong Kong fighting films use that, like started using that technique, like when they started having the harnesses and the wires where they could just like lift people mm. up and fight like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas it w- whereas it was drawing afar away from that just like on the ground combat. Um that really yeah. reminded me of those kind of fights. And yeah. I think her character gave a lot of depth to the dad. But it was just really sweet to see, like, the dad soften up because of the mom. 
And yeah, I wish there's more to to that scene though. Like I wish there's seems, more to yeah, yeah. Like um, I okay. First of all, I really like how the fighting scenes. I think Bala Chen kind of won the battle, and I was like, yes, girl, yes, she did. Fight him, fight him. They're so extremely contrasting, which is what makes it so yeah. good. But like I said, I wish there's more to their love story. I know like the time is limited, but I do want to know like why the dad is so attracted to her. Why Tong Lun is so attracted to her. And it just seems like kind of naive to me that oh like after one fight and then they mm. fell in love with each other, you know? Yeah. To me that's kind of unrealistic, but at the same time I guess it's really sweet. I also wish they developed more on like her history and like the history mm-hmm. of like her fighting style too. They didn't really di- like dive much into that, and especially when they at the end when they went to Talo, Tylo, Talo, um, which is where she's from. The mom is from. Mm. It they just it was just there. Like there was not much like yeah like background to that. It was very rushed. I feel like when they got there. Hmm. Yeah. Now that. You talked about it. I do feel like a lot of the parts of the movies are, are very rushed. Like, I mm-hmm. don't feel like I'm fully emerged into it. And then before I got fully into it, it already ended. You know? Mm, but, yeah. hey, this is a sign. Disney, you should do like a TV series or something. That'd be cool. Shop. I mean, I'm not even surprised if they do it. Like, spin-off. Spin-off series. Yeah. I want to see what the what the family did, like what when like when Chang Chi and Xia Ling were kids. Like, what did they do as a family? Like, he's this like big, like ruler conqueror, you know. Uh, but yeah, wait. What do you think of her character? I think it was. Yeah, I really like her character too, and I do wish there's more development to her character, and I think like. She tried really hard to build like a mother Im- motherly image, but then at the same time, like maybe it's just because like we're watching her as a daughter. I just feel like ah, uh, like she's a little too young for this. <laughs> mm, yeah, but um, I love her fighting style, and I don't know, like she's just so pretty. Like I'm, I'm so glad that she is. they casted her. Not a very okay. I'm not saying. I want to sound like oh like, like I know other, we're gonna like, say Asian summer American actresses, <laughs> actresses are not are not um pretty, but like yeah, yeah. if you really look closer into it, like a lot of the like famous Asian American actresses in Hollywood, they have a very like it's a very stereotypical um, look Asian face look, you know yeah, but for. Bala Chen, like, I feel like she's a little different from that, and I'm very happy that they casted her. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It's like the different. It's the same thing with different beauty standards in Asia and in and in the U.S. I wonder if people had the same criticisms about her being casted, like about how they had criticisms towards um, Simu Liu for being not attractive to like the Asian audience. I don't know. Well, I haven't heard much because, well, I think Father Chen, she's very well known among, at least like mainland China and Hong Kong, right? 
Mm, I mean, like people in the U.S. Though, like, I wonder if that. Yeah, I would wonder impact. what people think. Yeah, me too. Do you think she's think. pretty, audience? <laughs> I but think she's very pretty. <laughs> I think she's very pretty. Like she's, I growing up too. I was like, oh my god, she has those dimples. Like she, <laughs> she won the like Hong Kong pageant, which is a huge thing in Hong Kong because I feel like mm. the pageant is an entryway to the entertainment industry. So yeah, yeah, it's just funny. Some I know some people. I don't know them personally, but some people from my school have entered and um gone through like the whole process for, for oh, really? Hong Kong. but it's such a big thing in hong kong so yeah she won second place i think she won second place and then that's how she got into the hong kong acting world and that's how we yeah. watched her growing up mm-hmm. yeah she's so pretty she was always one of my favorite like actresses and she just yeah. seems so cool. She she had an accent when she spoke Cantonese, actually, now that I think about it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has, like, she grew up in China, so it makes sense that she has, yeah. But, bro, when she was speaking Mandarin in the movie, I was like, wow, Ho Ho Tang. Like, her Mandarin is so good. I was like, I can listen to Very her speak. Authentic. But, yeah, what do you, like, think of when you think about Tam Fa Lai? What do I think of? Like, what memories does that does that draw? What memories does that bring oh, up for you? Always gonna be holiday in Triumph in the Sky. Her relationship with Sam is just like, yes, <laughs> like my heart. I just like makes me very happy to see it. And actually, I don't remember her being in No Regrets. Gun got Hill home. Yeah, I, I really don't remember, I remember her that. being in it. I remember. I don't remember her being in it either, but I remember the main guy. What's his name? La Yu Chang or something like La that. La Yu Chang, yeah. La Yu Chang. He's so old <laughs> But I used to like him a lot as an actor. I don't know why, but I used to like him a lot. So I remember <laughs> watching him in the movie. Yeah. And Gao Gulang. Mm-hmm. Iconic. But. Yeah. Um, and also remember her in Tan San Feng Bo. Mm, as Gum Wing Hing. Was it Yeah, it's the same one, I think. Yeah. It's a branch yeah. off. Okay, let's move on to our next Hong Kong actor. The Ooh. iconic, iconic Yun Wa. And he, his actual name Yun is Yong Gai Zi. Is it Yun Wa? I thought it was Yun Wa. Yun Wa. Yun Wa. <laughs> I lost yes. the hype. I let people down. <laughs> Yunwa. I've been saying Yunwa. <laughs> like on our TikTok too. <laughs> well, we Yun-wa. both have the Yun. Well, my Yun. Or the Yun. Yun sum. Like my. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Yun. Yun sum is Yun. But like Yun. Like Yun. I know. Her, like his Yun. Is, yeah. Oh Yun. my god. Bruh. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Yunwa. But his okay. actual name is Yong Gai Zi. And he changed his name to Yunwa because of his like math, like the person he trained under for martial arts. His he the Sifu like the Shifu's name was Yun, so he like took it with like everyone else. I think they usually take their master's name, but he was Guangbo. I don't know what Guangbo is in Chinese. Guang Guangbo. 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 
<laughs> like what I'm thinking is Guangbo, like announcement. Oh, but he's the guy who was in Talo. He's like the he's like the shooty archer guy. guy, archer guy. Yes, um, who taught archer. like Katie how to shoot an arrow. Which doesn't make sense that Katie like just randomly shot the arrow in it. Yeah, I know the, that dragon. was like yeah. There's no way. Oh, he was like oh like what like really focus on what you're good at something like that. I forgot I don't like remember. what the what, what was the lesson that she learned, but then she had some like life realization, and then all know. of a sudden she just learned. <laughs> okay, Anyways. but yeah. He basically is iconic because he was the stunt double for Bruce Lee and a lot of his films. So he starred in all those films. He starred in a lot of Shaw Brothers films. And I remember him from, he played the landlord in, what is Kung it called Fu in English? Hustle. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. And I remember watching that, like, for Chinese New Year. Yeah. But he's actually, I like, I didn't recognize him from like Shang-Chi when I was watching it and it wasn't until I did research afterwards that I realized oh, really? he's an iconic man yeah and he like helped I think he d- does a lot of stunt work and stunt coordination work and fighting direction mm. so I'm not sure if he helped with Shang-Chi but I think it's just iconic that he was there mm-hmm. do you, yeah. do you, did you like remember him yeah, also just from Kung Fu Hustle. That's the main one that I remember. But then I feel like I also just see him like randomly in other movies, but I don't really, I can't really recall any specific one. But Kung Fu Hustle is definitely the iconic one. And I actually did not know that he is such an icon in martial arts. I didn't know that. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, he is iconic. We're too young, I think, for his films, though. Like, he worked with Bruce Probably, Lee. yeah. Yeah, and we weren't born <laughs> yet. Yeah, true. Well, that's the See, actors all the Hong that Kong are representation. Yes. That are the actors. So um, they're also behind-the-scenes people, like Andy Jang. And he, like, coordinated the bus fight scene, and he was... one of my favorite. It was so good. Do you know what street they filmed on? (laughs) Like, did they close off the SF street to film that? I didn't know. Well, I didn't know when that happened, probably during the pandemic, during the lockdown, I think. But, like, you know how, like, they went through, like, different parts of San Francisco, and there's (laughs) no way, like, those places are connected, like... Mm-hmm. Like how it was in the movie, to be honest. But it was still really cool. Like, you know, remember the tunnel scene? Yeah. Then the tunnel. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a real tunnel. But, like, that scene lasted for, like, a minute or a minute mm-hmm. and a half. And it's the tunnel. That The actual tunnel is a lot shorter than that. That would be scary if I was in a tunnel for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it was still cool. Yeah. Um, it's the tunnel between Chinatown and downtown. Ooh. Um, and when the bus crashed, it was near, it was in front of the Gorel Deli Square. Gorel Deli Square. Oh, God. Yes, 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 yes. Ghirardelli? Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. Square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. 
But yeah, so the coordinator for that scene was part of uh, Andy Jang was part of Jackie Chan's stunt team, which is really cool. So he like worked on like Rush Hour, which is I think one of the first Western films of like Hong Kong or like Kung Fu martial arts coming to Hollywood. But even then, like in the long history of like Jackie Chan films, like I feel like Jackie Chan is the only one who's really made it to Hollywood, like his fighting movies. I may be wrong, but that's the only ones I remember. And even then, it's never a hit. Like it's never like this blockbuster thing. And finally, now we have one. But yeah, so Andy Jang and also Brad Allen, who was also a stunt coordinator and like overseeing all the stunt work. Um, he passed away like I think in August or something in 2020, mm-hmm. like when they were filming Rest in Peace. But he basically was also one of Jackie Chan's like stunt team members and he trained under him. So that's really cool to see them have, like, these two coordinators who have such huge influence over, like, Shang-Chi's, like, fight scenes that worked with Jackie Chan. Like, that's really cool. But, yeah, Yeah. so much Hong Kong representation, like, in front and, like, behind the scenes. I think that just goes to show, like, how much of an influence the Hong Kong film industry like martial art films industry has on the martial arts films in Hollywood too. Like we really made a name made a name for ourselves in early I don't know, like when? Like six sixties, seventies? Yeah. Sixties, seventies. I think we really made a name for ourselves that oh like because at the time there were a lot of very popular martial arts movie coming out of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, early... I think it began in the 1920s, but because of Hong Kong and, like, Bruce Lee's, like, popularity of his movies, that's what made it more, like, well-known, I think, and more common. Yeah. And Jackie Chan brought it to the U.S., like, brought it to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you all enjoyed listening to us, like, talking about all the Hong Kong talent that's behind this movie. And to end, I guess we can both share, like, what this movie means to us being, you know, from Hong Kong and having this huge representation in a blockbuster Marvel movie. Like, I really didn't mm-hmm. think this was coming like I didn't think this was gonna happen (laughs) like this Mm -hmm. soon any thoughts I think first of all I think is is a very important movie to Asian Americans here and for myself like slowly identifying myself as an Asian American I think it's still very cool to see an Asian hero on screen in Marvel, one of my favorite like movie franchise. And seeing that many Hong Kong actors and actresses and behind the scene people in this film, I think it really makes me feel very proud that I'm from Hong Kong. Um, and I think it is a sense of pride that like maybe even a lot of Hong Kong people need right now because of 
a lot of the political instabilities in the city. And I also think that it is a testament of how much of an influence that Hong Kong still have in the international film industry. Because I feel like a lot of times when people talk about like Hong Kong film industry, they always think of like the 60s, 70s, 80s, like the really old ones, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think this movie also solidified the fact that, you know, like, yeah, we're still making films here. There's still a lot of good talents in Hong Kong and shouldn't lose hope over the film industry in Hong Kong. True. Like, Hong Kong has been coming out. Hong Kong comes out with good movies. And, like, yeah, I think Taiwan comes out with a lot of good movies. Um, I yeah. wa- They're, like, all very tear, like, jerking movies. Yeah. But, yeah, I I just hope that, like, more movies produced internationally can come to the u.s like as it is you know not having to be produced in the u.s like there's so many good movies and i think the only one that's really like popped off is probably parasite there's probably more yeah but like one like that has won awards and like has caught the u.s's attention is probably parasite and I just feel like there's so much more and hopefully like this movie can show that like you know all these like films and storytelling can be done as well in other countries and hopefully like the market will expand for these movies to come over here but yeah I just think about how people especially Asian Americans like kids like seeing that seeing Shang-Chi on screen like that's just so like we never like I mean we grew up in Hong Kong so we always saw Asian actors and yeah. actresses on screen but for people growing up here like that's really a first um so that's really empowering and yeah I just hope like we diversify the actress yeah. and actor pool that we use and also mm-hmm. make more movies that are surrounding not just Chinese culture like I feel like there's so many yeah. other Asian, South Asian cultures that don't have representation. And I feel like sometimes Shang-Chi and like even K-dramas, you know, like they overshadow other Asian minorities that don't really have a voice. So I hope that this is a stepping stone to mm-hmm. other, what is it called? Like Asians? Yeah, other Asians. Also, okay. yeah, other cultures also having their stories being told but yeah this is a big moment big moment for asian americans but oh my god also like i want to say that Mm -hmm. if you want to hear a more film analysis point of view of this go listen to pineapple headache because i feel like they they analyze it like more film and theme value oriented than we have yeah 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 pineapple headache yeah well this is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk yeah. about Shang-Chi and like Hong Kong's influence. Mm-hmm. It was really fun mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the next time we talk again, you'll be in Hong Kong. <gasps> oh my god, maybe next episode we can, we can recap show your my hotel. stress. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. But yeah, maybe next episode we can recap my stressful Mm -hmm. thing. Stressful and the procedures and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't want to talk about it too because it would be 
I'd probably find something that I was not happy about. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you all next week. See y'all. Bye. Bye.